Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our next episode. Today we have a uh, Jakob from Clearly, and Jakob is an entrepreneur that is helping out dyslexic people to read and write with the power of AI. Is is that correct, or can you explain it a bit better than me? Yeah, absolutely, and thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I mean, actually, we are just empowering everyone's reading and writing capabilities, um, but uh, because like the software that we make can actually help a lot of people, but um, we are focused on dyslexics because I am actually dyslexic myself and I was like all the stuff that's currently available uh, is not really good enough for me if I have to you know work at a company study at university stuff like that so I was just like I need something more capable better so that's why I created Kulele. <laughs> what is what is the actual issue that dyslexic people have because I have never been dyslexic or ever had dyslexic people around me i have heard about the issue but i have never actually experienced person like that so can you can you make it a bit closer to the people that also probably don't have that kind of person in their life that's a really good question also like for the danish use the danish listeners um we say in danish orblin which basically means word blind and people are like so you can't see the words or what's <laughs> going on um and i'm like no that's actually and i i usually say to people it should actually be called um like word death instead because you say like you can hear the words and make out what uh, the word is supposed to sound like so so the issue that dyslexics have is that um you, we we have difficulty like combining the different letters that have different sounds into a word at least that that's how i would describe it so that's like that's a difficult thing and that means that when we have to read a word instead of looking at the letters and being like, oh, that's what it says, we have to recognize the word as an image or whatever you can call it. So it could just be random drawings or whatever, and we will have it would be just as easy for us. Like maybe sometimes we can see, okay, it starts with an L, it's probably something like that. But that that's like how it works. And the same with spelling. So we have to remember each single character in the word as like... Um, well, yeah, whatever, you have to re remember it uh, word by word, or letter by letter, and, and sometimes you mix it up a lot and stuff like that because it's really hard to remember. Like you are unable to imagine the word in your mind, right? Yeah, like it's, it's exactly, I'm, I'm, it's have difficulty combining the, the sound of the word with how you actually spell it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like kind of funny, like how why do our brains work like, like this? Like it's... Our brains are a bit different just in that area. And, you know, some people have found that dyslexic people are more creative than other people's and have typically some other skills. I also think just a lot of the times it's just because a lot of dyslexic people have had a really difficult time in school. So a lot of dyslexic people are like more willing to fight and, you know, are. Uh, are like more passionate sometimes uh, and that makes them sometimes more successful than other people because they are just used to working really really hard uh not that i'm gonna say that i'm like uh, <laughs> uh, perfect in that sense but but at least that's what i've heard and that's what i'm seeing out there um, yeah it's like it's like that old story with if if you are born with a talent and compared to someone that works really hard every day that that guy eventually will take you over, right? Because he's used to working hard. He's used to being in the tough situation and having odds against him. So at the end of the day, that guy is actually training to be the winner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in a sense. exactly. That's so true. And 
that's also like when what I see, like I meet a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm I'm 15 and uh, this guy that's 13 is already building a company and I haven't even started and they feel so bad. But I'm like, it's not it's not like you have to be a certain age to be like, you just have to be working harder and working better and then you will eventually overtake them all. So May I ask you, when did you find out that you have this dyslexia? Yeah, really early. Um, but actually, I got tested very late. But all the teachers was just like, oh, he's he's probably dyslexic. So I got all the benefits, or uh, not really benefits, but I got all the programs and software and everything back then, even before I was tested, uh, just because they were like, this guy needs some help. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. How did it actually feel in that young age? Because... When the kids are young, they are, they are, they are a bad motherfucker. Some of them, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have no empathy. So, how how was it during that time? As you know, quote unquote, someone different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a really good question. I was like, um, yeah, to get a bit deep here, um, it's like I was so lucky uh, that I was at the school that I was at because all the classmates that I have was very nice compared to people in other schools I think like if I was at a different school I would probably have been bullied a lot but luckily I was at a school where you didn't really bully that much so yeah so I was very happy about that but obviously it was very difficult and also I was not just dyslexic I also had trouble with everything because I, I just did not enjoy sitting in school and all these teachers was just like oh you need to calculate all these um like plus and minus equations or whatever and i was just like this doesn't make sense i can just use a calculator or you know something like that i had no motivation um and a teacher asking me to do something was was not enough motivation for me mm-hmm. so yeah so th- i was i was very different in in every single way i think <laughs> So uh, not, yeah. I went on the tan- tangent there, but it was <laughs> yeah. just interesting as you were talking about it and you're passionate about <laughs> the topic, so I can really sense it. And it, it also makes the, it also creates interest in me to ask more. And, yeah. and, uh, but I really want to get into clearly. So mm-hmm. when, it, when, it, when did it start and, you know, how was your first steps in, in the whole startup? Uh, we were talking just before we started the podcast and you told me you wanted to be an entrepreneur since 13 years old yeah. and you knew you were going to be one. So when did you know that now is the time to pull the trigger and start clearly? Yes, that's because I have been wanting to do this for such a long time. Like whole few gymnasium, I was talking about, I want to build something that's better than all these programs. Um, but yeah, um, I started like roughly half a year ago. I really started working on it. A year ago, I started working on the idea, but I was still studying at, at university there and I was finishing my bachelor. So had a lot of work to do there. Um, so I didn't get that much work on Clearly. But then I started it for like on full time, uh, like almost half a year ago. Um, yeah, so, uh, and and since I was 13, um, I have, you know, always wanted to work with programming. Then I figured out that you could do a startup, you know, I just love the, adventure of it you know <laughs> yeah. and, and exploration exactly. you always learn something new not just about the technologies or the business you are building but what i love the most about the startup journey is the personal journey where you learn so much about yourself because 
you need to kind of push yourself out there through this product, right? Yes. And that really, really shows what what are you made of, in a sense. Yeah. Have, have you? I know it's only been really six months, but has there in this in this um, chunk of time been any like a really hard situation in the journey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, actually, I I it's more positive that I than I thought it was gonna be. Because you always hear I'm a lot because I always knew uh, for a long time I knew that I wanted to start my own company. So I have watched all the movies, not read any <laughs> books because dyslexic, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, watched all, or seen or listened to a lot of podcasts and stuff like that. So I was like expecting, oh, it's going to be so tough. And maybe it's going to be that soon. I don't know. But so far, I think it's been really good. But there have been tough times. And there have been times where I've been like, damn, is this product even going to sell? Am I just making something only for me? And then I was out talking to users, as you do, very important. Um, and they were like, um, you know, one, one thing that I hear when, when I call up a school, they're like at first very skeptical. And they're like, oh, yeah, I don't know, uh, some other programs. But then I tell about like what problems I can solve. And they're like, oh, that's funny because we have actually had many students that have uh, complained exactly about what you're talking about. And that's kind of like every time I hear that, I get so much motivation and, you know, I'm like, damn, this is not only me. I am doing this for a lot of people. So so as of right, as of right now, you are mainly targeting, I would say, business to business in a sense? Yeah, good question. Uh, I actually just talked with one of our advisors about that today. Um, but yeah, we are focusing a lot right now. It's it's free for everyone because we're just testing it, so we we can accept everyone. Like just uh, uh, how do how do I test it? So you know you can you can yes. put your shameless plug in right now. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, clearly. dot com. You yeah, it's spelled with an I instead of an E. Um, but yeah, just go to clearly. dot com. It's all in Danish. That we can do like we can read your text in English. But the whole website in Danish at the moment, so sorry about that. We will tra- translate it at some <laughs> point. <laughs> um, but yeah, just go there, and there's a big download button where you can download the Chrome extension. There's this new thing we created called Clearly Corrected that can correct all the text that you write, and not just like correct it like Word or whatever will correct it. It can correct it like to perfection. <laughs> I guess you can you can say like it. Um, like I have had so many people check what clearly corrected does like people that have studied Danish at university and they cannot find a single comma mistake or anything. It will just correct it really, really nicely. And we have many users that are not even dyslexics that are just using it. Uh, every time that they send an email, they just put it through that to make sure that everything is correct. And then they don't have to read it many times to make sure that it's all right. So I, I really like that because most of the mm-hmm. programs, for example, like Grammarly, they are they 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 are used to English, right? Yeah, yeah. And you can you can do that additional step of actually understanding Danish because, uh, from my perspective, it the structure of the language and also some of the words, uh, it's not in, it's not intuitive sometimes yeah. how you would say it and write it, right? Yeah, I feel, I mean I feel that so much. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's really true. And that's why we wanted to do Danish first. Because like that's Grammarly. Grammarly's pretty great. Um but yeah, Danish first and you know ours we are so confident in our corrections that we actually just correct it and then we show afterwards everything that we are corrected. And then if there's any correction you don't like you can just say no to it. 
But yeah, that's um, that that's how confident we are. <laughs> and this confidence must come out of something. So I will ask you, who who is building it? Is are you alone, or who is who is the who is the confidence behind your confidence? <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the whole product, I've basically built myself. Um, right now, I'm like the only founder. I have a, some interns that are coming and going. I have some really great advisors that work in their spare time to help me, which I'm so grateful for. Um, but yeah, it's it's just me that have developed this product. I'm super interested in, in AI technology, like machine learning, I like to call it instead of AI. But um, yeah, I'm, I work a lot with that. So, and and you know, just, just this whole thing that happened with generative AI, like ChatGPT, just really had have made it so much easier like before that i was like oh we have to build these huge models we have to uh, get all this money so we can pay for expensive supercomputers but because of the low large language models we can do this with much less data and and make a model that that is really capable i just had a, maybe a silly idea but yeah. you probably already had the idea <laughs> and you know that the uh, open ai has introduced the new G gpts that you can build yourself yes couldn't there be like a clearly gpt in a sense w would that would that work in some way yeah so like w would it correct text or what do you mean i i don't really know i just had that's why i'm <laughs> saying it's a silly idea and yeah. i just want like try it out with you and an expert in this if you see any ways of, c of connecting it yeah i mean that i mean that's very true i mean you can basically create a gpt for for anything and there's like the, the store now the chat gpt store so yeah, definitely. And you could also try and make one that can correct your text and you'll probably get pretty good results. But we have like made a custom model that that is not just and and because of that we're already performing better than than anything you could do with ChatGPT. So you're saying you have your own cust you have actually trained AI yourself. Yes, yes. Now Oh but but with like like large language models also. Uh so like combination, but uh but yeah, and that that's the power of it. But yeah, we have our own data set. We have trained it ourselves. And that's why, you know, a lot of a thing you can do like on these um, correction chat GPTs or whatever, you can be like, instead of uh, correcting my text, write a job application or something <laughs> like that. And then it will just start writing a job application. <laughs> and if you do something like that on ours, it will not, it will not uh write a job application. Okay, <laughs> can, I, can I just go a little bit into depth in, in, the, in this? Uh, so you are saying you're using large language models. Do you, do you mean that you use the ones that are out there already trained, or you, you use the you know the open source models that you can just you know take and adjust by yourself? Yeah, yeah. We uh, like I, I don't want to go into that much detail about our okay, technology okay. publicly, but I can say that we are using OpenAI's GPTs uh, in combination with our own data sets and our own technologies and our our yeah our techniques okay okay i'm, I'm just i'm just curious yeah. because you know i'm a developer as well so i'm like exactly. finally someone that actually implements their own ai that's uh, interesting because nowadays everybody does J just gpt and nothing else yes right? i know and honestly i'm like when people throw the ai word everywhere and i'm like damn but are you actually doing ai I, i'm like or are you actually doing some machine learning yourself or are you just you know making a nice interface for ChatGPT? Do you yeah. think that this hype benefits more the AI industry or it might damage it long term? Because yeah, as you say, the hype the hype is way too visible. And sometimes when I when I hear some politicians or some managers talk about AI, I'm like, 
you guys you guys don't know what you're talking about yeah. and you're just making a bad image for it so what do, you, what do you think of course there are benefits right now but what about the long term yeah that's a really good question like are people gonna you know is it i i feel like you know we might end up in but i don't know i can't predict the future but i feel like it could be plausible that this will be a little bubble or something that like you know when a really really hot topic comes out people are like oh we want to do ai everything and then people think out figure out what the limitations actually are and then they're like oh damn okay never mind <laughs> we don't want to use all this ai stuff but i i feel like i think it's very beneficial for the ai industry in general because you know there has been like and then all that just like in the machine learning industry because like that's that's really what you mean these days if you say ai you mean machine learning but there's actually a big difference like ai has existed for a long time and then these guys came around and was like hey what about if we instead try and train the computer to learn something instead of trying to explain how a cat looks like on a picture or whatever and then you know uh, a lot of uh, researchers was like, no, that's never going to work. How are you going to do something like that? And then we got really powerful computers and really big data sets. And then it suddenly worked much better than anything else we have ever had. And then, you know, it had just taken off from there. And then ChatGPT came around. And, you know, ChatGPT basically existed for a really long time. It was just because when they made the interface that you can go and chat with, it was accessible and people could use it. And then suddenly people realized how amazing it was. But, you know, GPT-3 and 2 and everything has been developed for a long time. But obviously GPT-4 or, or GPT and, and stuff like that are all, you know, yeah. they are much better. I mean, the real breakthrough was like yeah. the neural networks, right? That was the one that was like, okay, yes. this is something new. Yes. But uh, I, I had some passion in high school, so I was looking into nice. it. And uh, there was this guy that was... Uh, actually studying neurobiology or something like this, mm -hmm. Jeffrey something. He was on the University of Toronto and he is crowned as the father of the you know, mod modern AI. Yeah. And these, as I said, these neural networks were something totally new and total new approach where they were unable to scale it at that time because they didn't have the computational power. So what you're saying is totally right. It's like yeah. at that, th the AI is here for so long, but we've been waiting for technology to, to catch up. Yes. We've been waiting for <laughs> the unlimited cloud power so you can train millions and billions of data like the open AI does. And uh, and let, let's see let's see how that turns out because there there is some there is some claims that they stole some data <laughs> yeah, if you saw yeah, it as well. Yeah. But let's not go into it. I just want to see how that turns out. But yeah, all the legal stuff I we're not going to talk about that. That's, uh, <laughs> I'm not a, uh, a lawyer or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, so let's get back to clearly. Uh, yes. The, the sense I'm getting from you, you are mostly like product-oriented guy. You really yeah. love the product, right? I love products. <laughs> so, so, what are, so can you just really quickly summarize where is the clearly right now and what is your vision for it? Yes. So right now we're just testing. We're just validating the product trying to build the best product because the issue really i think with the products right now is that the it's like <laughs> without being mean or anything <laughs> they they just haven't really like if they really listen to their users maybe they would you know be able to build a better product that's really what we're trying to do we're just trying to really build something that when people download it for the first time they don't need to join a course or have a teacher explain them how to use it 
they can just figure out how to use it, just like when you download Facebook or Instagram or whatever for the first time. So that's really what we're trying to do. Um, and that's also why we're still testing it. Even though we have a product that a lot of people are using and works really great, we still want to make it even better. Um, and then we are planning on, you know, we actually want to make some money on this and not just <laughs> lose money all the time. Um, and we are, we're, the plan is that we're going to do that through subscriptions. So, yeah, and we, we want to sell this, especially B2B, uh, because we know that a lot of companies can actually really benefit, um, you know, from this. Like, there's a lot of, you know, one of our test users, when I write emails with him, is in his signature. It says that, oh, I am um, a dyslexic, so... If you see anything that uh, looks weird, please just uh, call me instead of, you know, think that something terrible has happened, you know. And obviously he, he wrote that because that has happened before. And that's like a huge deal that people are misunderstanding dyslexics people. Also, just people can write so much faster when they don't have to read through the text mm -hmm. all the time. So they can be much more efficient. They don't guess, get misunderstood. And also, you know, it enables everyone, even dyslexics and even people, other people that have difficulties reading and writing, they can, you know, work just at on the same level as everybody else. And that's... Can we go into a, a small number of how many dyslexic people are actually you know, in the world or in Denmark? Yeah. You know, what's the, what is the customer base that you can reach? Yes. 400,000 in Denmark. 400, that's a lot. That's a, yes. that's a lot more than I thought. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> it's really a lot. And yeah, the Danish language is not a good language. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, and also people with um, HDHD, yeah. Um, they also, some of them have also used our products and being like, that sometimes they have difficulties focusing on reading a text. Even though they, it's easy for them to read, um, they just have difficulties sitting and focusing. So getting it uh, written or narrated to them uh, is so much easier for them. So you know, and I and I have friends with ADHD, and yeah. I think you already met uh, Daniel uh, uh, from yes. ADHD Flow, and I I have experienced ADHD people before, and then I experienced Daniel, <laughs> 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 and I can yeah. tell you he would definitely use the product. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've always spoken to him. He's such a great guy. He is, yeah. He's a great guy. I hope he's doing well. Yeah. I'm a, I I should get him here, but I'm I'm pretty scared that it will go all over all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. You gotta. Yeah, keep it down in this podcast. And how how do you actually how do actually people give you some feedback? Do they actually do you have people calling you and giving you feedback in that way or do they actually use clearly to give you feedback? Yeah, right now it's just email, so yes, it's clearly. <laughs> um but yeah, yeah, right now it's just my emails. Like I have some users that I that you know, I have the number of that I can call, but obviously when you sign up I don't get your phone number, <laughs> so I can't really call you. And also, of course, I respect people's privacy. <laughs> but um, yeah, GDPR compliant application. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, people are so scared to put in an email anywhere today because you know they're scared that I'm gonna spam them or somebody's gonna spam them with emails. Which you know, I'm really like, if you get an email from Clearly, it's literally me <laughs> that just are like super curious. <laughs> And if you don't want to answer, I will respect that and I will not uh, write any more emails to you. <laughs> so I'm just wondering, I, I don't think I catch it, caught it or maybe we didn't say it. So how do I use the Clearly? It's the extension, right? Yeah. I, and I Chrome just install extension. it and it works? Yeah. 
exactly. I mean, I mean, you have to log in first because we want to keep it somehow secure. And, you know, if you don't have that, we can end up having some hacker or something just yeah, using all our like that, yeah, credits. Yeah. yeah, so we are actually clearly corrected right now. You don't even have to be logged in, which we're going to change later. But it's just because, you know, we want to show it off. So we don't want to have people behind some login page or something. But we're going to change that soon just because of security reasons. Um, but yeah, so that, that's just it. You just log in and that's it. And you can just log in with Google or, or whatever. And um, yeah, that's uh, and one of, one of the tensions it. I go into in this podcast is also asking about team. But you said you are a solo founder for now. Yes. I'm pretty sure that your case is very interesting. So you will not have an issue finding co-founder when you're ready. But you also said you have some advisory team and have yeah. some people helping you out. How does that work? You know, how... Did they found you or did you find them? Yeah, that is um, that that's a really great. You're asking that because I really am. I feel so lucky that when I was at Digital Tech Summit in Copenhagen, um, one of the uh, judges there was uh, like uh, they were asking questions afterwards, and she was like, "Oh, I'm I'm actually also dyslexic. A really interesting product you're building." And I was like, "Wow, you're also dyslexic." So I immediately walked over to her. Uh, afterwards and we just started talking and it was just a really great match and you know now i'm talking a lot with her and she wants to invest in the company also Very nice. so so yeah so that's really and you know i can call her like i called her in the middle of her holiday well because i was like trying to make an uh, uh, an aps you know mm -hmm. and and she's a she's a lawyer uh, like a former lawyer so she knows a lot about that stuff so I called her up and she was like, oh, that's totally fine. We can speak for like 40 minutes. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, that is. So I'm really, and one of my other advisors from Copenhagen School of Entrepreneurship, um, he is also like um, just, you know, spending the weekends. Every time we talk, we always end up talking way too long because we have so much to talk about. Is he also dyslexic or? No, oh, he's okay, not okay, a dyslexic. Okay. He has like, he says a lot of time, well, I have no idea how it feels to be a dyslexic, but I just love what you're doing, uh, he says. So um, I'm really happy about that, and and that's really my. I'm I'm so happy that I'm working with some something that, you know, kind of makes a difference in the world or whatever, because so many people, you know, want to help. If I were just like, oh, I'm building, you know, something that's that's gonna make a lot of money or something, you know, it would it would be more difficult, I think, for me. And and also, you know, I'm just making it because I literally I'm like. How am I going to get a job when I'm dyslexic? So I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this company can't fail because what am I gonna do then? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, you're a software developer, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a high demand. <laughs> I know, I know. Luckily, luckily, <laughs> but like, you know, it's hard when you have difficulties just writing an email and being like, please uh, fix this line in this code or something, you know? And reading pull requests and whatever you do with code. That can be difficult. Just writing variables, you know, in your code. I'm like, I have to Google all the time to be like, how do, how is it that you spell, you know, select or something like that? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is it is funny and like, yeah. But a, a lot of people that are dyslexic is actually like, you know, a bit of shame, ashamed out of or whatever you can say. And that's also kind of why we. We don't anymore mention dyslexic. We just mentioned that I'm dyslexic, but we don't mention that we are doing this for dyslexic people on our website because we have figured out that, you know, it's a bit of a taboo. And 
And I really recognized that myself. You know, when I was younger, I didn't want to say to anyone that I was dyslexic, but I had to every time I had to write something. Um, so, yeah, that was not really that nice. And, you know, it's hitting me all the time that I have to write something. And, you know, sometimes when I got a driving license, they just handed me a pen of paper. Uh, and, and you know, I had to s- just spell my name. And I was like, damn, my middle name. And I had to spell my address. And I was just sitting there and you know, sweating and being like, damn, I can't spell my middle name and my address, you know? And things like that, you know, that's just, it, it can be a bit, like, traumatizing. So, you know, that word, when people hear, hear the word dyslexic, you know, can really hit them hard. But, you know, for me now, I just see it as a huge advantage because, you know, I I wouldn't, I, I have a, an advantage over everybody else because I'm, uh, you know, doing this stuff for dyslexics, you know. And I and I and I yeah. found it very authentic what you do. Like, like from th- from the from the moment you walk in, I was like, yeah, this guy is for, this guy is like real, you know, because you meet so many entrepreneurs that you know I want to be entrepreneur just for money mm. and don't don't want to actually solve the issue. And they are looking always for the ways to maybe not scam people, but you know sometimes it's speculation or sometimes it's a product that doesn't really need to exist, but they create the marketing around it. So. Uh, people are starting buying it, but with you, I, I can I can totally understand why you're getting the traction because it, it, it's really authentic. It, it it is, and you really want to solve an issue, and you are passionate about it, and you are the expert on the issue because you are dyslexic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like it's a perfect combination. You know, I'm both technical and dyslexic, so I'm like, yeah, I understand how to build a product, and I understand how it feels to use the product or whatever. And yeah. to keep on the business, give give me one more number, which is that how many users do you do you um, have tried uh, clearly so for now? Yeah, I, I think at the moment we just rounded around five. Oh no, four hundred. It's called. Yeah, <laughs> it's called. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, but it, that number is really difficult because you know what counts as a user. So we, I'm trying to you know make it realistic because like we have like. Uh, I think over uh, 400 signups, you know, but how many of them are actually, and what about the users that go onto Clearly Corrected without being logged in, and mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, you know, we really need to upgrade our metrics. That, that's like one of the big mistakes. That's what I wanted to ask right now, yeah. is that like, how do you track things? Because this would help you so much. Yes, yes. And that's like, we we cast, you know, we want to really keep everything private. And we also, like, we've clearly corrected. We don't want to have it, like, censor any words or everything. Like, if you want to write something bad or whatever, we will let you write something bad because we are not going to stand you in the way of, you know, expressing yourself as a dyslexic because that's really sometimes, like, I have had issues with that myself where I'm like, I need to write this for this, you know, whatever. Um but we're not going to be like ChatGPT and, and, you know, being like, oh, we don't think that's a good idea, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So it's, you know, all the time it's yourself that writes it. But one one of the, the big, like, when, when I started out, it took me like two weeks to build the first MVP and have my first test user test the product. So it was very, very fast. And by then we didn't have any metrics at all. And right now... We basically just keep track of, you know, how many characters have you read and when was the last time that you read something. And that that that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> so not a lot of data. I mean, nice and simple for now, I think. Yeah, you know, exactly. It makes it easier to attract users uh, as well. Yeah. And that gives me to a next uh, uh, question to keep on the business. Is that you, you said you want to keep it free. You, you really want to keep it free and then 
figure out how to yeah, sell the subscription. Now. Yeah. yeah. So, so what is the you know the threshold of users you're looking for until you start figuring out when is the time to start monetizing? Yeah. I mean, we're not going to monet. Yeah. I mean, oh, you mean like doing like marketing? Uh, not not marketing, but actually, you know, getting some income, getting ah, some revenue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we're not going to do like ads or anything. Um, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. It's only subscription. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that's a good question because f- I think for us, it's not like, it's not that much about a specific number. It's more like, when do we feel like we have a good feeling about this? And we actually see when people come in, they start using it immediately and they're happy with using it. Uh, and when we reach out to our users, they are not going to be like, oh, um, I didn't really understand how to use it, so I just uninstalled it again. You know, that that's that's like when, when we can be sure that everyone has a good experience. That's kind of like when we launch. But, you know, maybe we are definitely talking in the thousands we want to have before we start taking payment, I think, for now. So do you have and a way knows? to track the retention, you know, um, people coming back and using the app? Do yeah. Have the, okay. So we, we are like, you know, we're just looking at, do you keep reading or do you stop reading? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like, uh, and right now we're trying to build up some more metrics so we can actually be like, okay, so so we instead of having to go in and manually take all this, we can draw some graphs or whatever to actually see, you know, okay, so this month so many people read uh, text and this month people kind of stop reading and, you know, stuff like that yeah about about the pricing and about the whole business model is that is that kind of like a challenge for you not being a business guy to design like a model of subscription and stuff like that yeah i mean i think so at least because i have no idea about all that stuff and you know obviously because i'm interested in startup i've heard uh some some buzzwords and read into some of the stuff and my advices though are really great at stuff like that so I talk with them about, you know, the pricing model and what is our strategy and what are we going to do? But I'm definitely looking for, a, you know, a business guy co-founder. Um, so, yeah, which I feel like there's a lot of. So As he needs to be dyslexic as yeah. well. <laughs> no, is that a no. plus? <laughs> <laughs> it is a plus, I think. I mean, for me, like every time people are like, oh, I'm actually dyslexic. I'm like, you are? Oh my God, that's perfect. <laughs> so nice. Well, people are like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I can't read and write. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but no, of course, they had, don't have to be dyslexic. I think it's enough that I am. But, you know, it's also nice to have a co-founder that can... But now, you know, I have clearly corrected, so I guess I don't need anyone to help me write. <laughs> So, so let, let's go into into in, into Alborg as an ecosystem for you. You know, yeah. you you mentioned you're from Silkeball. Yes. And you moved here mainly for the university, I'm guessing, or yeah. You know, I was I have always been so interested in programming and just computers in general. So I was like, I want to work with this stuff, and I was like, okay, so where is the best place in Denmark to work with computers? Uh, so you are saying that Alborg yes. is the best. Well, I mean, in my opinion, and <laughs> I take it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> I'm not here to, you know, this on any other universities, but... It was the best for you. For me, it was the best, yeah. The whole, you know, thing about doing projects and, you know, it's not too theoretical. Like, you're not just having theory all... I mean, it is a lot. (laughs) There's a lot of theory, but uh, you're not just doing that all the time. You have this project, like this motivation, this thing that you have to do each semester. That, I think, is so important for me. Um, and what about Alborg as a city in terms of startup ecosystem? How did yeah. you get introduced? 
And what do you think are the opportunities for startups in here? Yeah, you know, one one big thing I'm so so surprised about the startup community in Olbo because I feel like it's um, you know there's there's a lot more opportunities that I would think because actually Olbo like uh, government uh, whatever actually do a lot uh, for startups. I realized uh, you know that's the whole business Olbo thing and just just innovate. I really love the AAU innovate. Uh, that I started at also like they have this new <laughs> really big building that's huge <laughs> yeah yeah it's like <laughs> really really huge and everything is so fancy there and you know but really really beautiful but you know just just the people here and and everything I think that's really great but I'm also you know I'm I'm going a lot to Copenhagen uh uh, going over there to my advices that are over there also and and stuff like that it's it's just there's a lot also in Copenhagen so that's definitely but I feel like uh, I was like well if I'm gonna choose one city uh, that's not Copenhagen it's gonna be Olbo because you can take a plane to Copenhagen <laughs> and be there in 40 minutes yeah. um, and if I was in Aarhus or Silkeborg it would be a lot much longer trip but um, yeah but I definitely think like Copenhagen doesn't have this like the whole business all about thing and the, the um, you know all the help and the really nice innovate uh, and and everything. So are you using the consultation from like university and business all work yourself? Yeah, sometimes? I am. I my uh, advisor or, or or whatever you can call it, Lasse at Innovate. Um, I speak a lot with uh, Lasse and I really enjoy that. And I just also really enjoy talking with the other startups because. I'm a solo founder and, you know, if I was just sitting at home every day, that would have been so depressing. So you should visit our events then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and I've been here before out at UCN. I, I want to come here more. Uh, it's really nice. But, um, yeah, I'm so happy that every day I can sit out at Innovate and talk with the other companies and you know, we can share uh, thoughts and everything. And, you know, talking about feedback and taking the feedback... And giving feedback, what do you think can be done better in here? Like, what can what can what facilities or what services or what consultation can be improved, in your opinion? Yeah, that's a that's a good question because, yeah, it's a hard question also because you know, I I feel like they're they're doing really well, uh, and especially out at Innovate, uh, I feel like it's going really well there, but um, I would say like. One thing that, you know, might could improve the stuff or just to, I feel like the biggest issue for a lot of companies are like, you know, getting out to market and getting, you know, more um, users there. So, or getting, yeah, getting users, getting deals with companies if you're B2B or getting deals with customers and stuff like that. So I feel like, but but there, you know, they have... Um, at Business All World, a spin-in program that I've also been a part of, which is, which is really great. Um, but yeah, I think that the thing that you can improve was maybe, you know, just teach more about that stuff and focus more on that. Maybe I'm also a bit biased because I'm a technical founder. But uh, yeah. By the way, if you heard, you know, uh, noise from the door, it was just a guy cleaning right now yeah. because... <laughs> You know, Jakob is so dedicated to come here at uh, 7 p.m. and do <laughs> this podcast <laughs> because I had to schedule it at this time. So sorry for that. Well, yeah, I'm so happy that we could do it this <laughs> week. <laughs> so. Okay. And 
I, ha- I have one more question about this, probably the AU and, you know, this whole incubation setup that the, they have there. Is it, was, was it hard for you to like breaking out of your comfort zone in, in this kind of like very safe setup and go out there and try, you know, moving to quote unquote the real world? How, how was that process? Because when you are there and I was there, we had a garage for some time. It is very cozy and yes. very comfortable yes. there. How do you push yourselves to go from incubation, go from incubation to market? Yeah, uh, that's, I mean, th- I feel like that's, that's something that a lot of people, you know, like just, just you know, also just picking up the phone and calling a company and being like, hey, you want to book a meeting or something? That's really difficult for a lot of people. Um, and that's also difficult for me, but I've just kind of, you know, accepted. And I feel like I, I luckily grew up in a family where my parents were also like, always like, if you want something, you have to get it yourself, you know? If you, if you, we are not gonna, you know, call up and ask this guy. If you really want that, you have to call him yourself and you have to go and ask somebody yourself, you, you know. So I'm kind of used to that. So I feel like it has been, been a bit easier for me, but it's definitely always very tough, but you just gotta get used to it and, you know, just learn to do it, get in the right mindset and then, you know. Just take the first step and uh, practice, practice and improve, right? Yeah, exactly. And you can be so scared, like, oh, you know, but what is really the worst thing that that is going to happen? They say no, like, is that really that bad? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you should just start with somebody that, you know, doesn't really matter if you get them or not. And then, you know, you have room to fail, you know. And to give you the last question, so we don't keep the nice cleaning guy here for longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... This is something, I, uh, this is a question that I always give to everybody, which is that if you meet or if you have a guy that wants to, guy or girl that wants to start a startup or has a passion to actually build something, what would you tell them? How would you encourage them that this is the right thing to do if they are do- if, they, if they are in doubt of doing that? Like if they are in, in doubt, if they should start a company? Let's say I want to start a startup, but I'm not sure if that's something for me and uh, there is a lot of unknowns yeah. and I'm not sure. Yeah. I feel like just, you know, the most simple thing is just like, what you got to lose? You know, maybe uh, like, am I going to have to quit my job? Am I going to have to, you know, just just start on the side and just start working on it and, you know, start proving is there a market or is there not a market? Don't just sit at home and start developing a product without testing everything. Go out and talk to users. Go out and talk to, you know, whoever might be relevant and pitch your idea. And, you know, you just, you have to pitch, like, your idea, like, a hundred times before you really get good at it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, I would just say, you know, like, you really have nothing to lose, and you should just try it out. And there's no shame at all in stopping on your idea because you didn't see it was a good idea. I really, you know, respect people that goes out and do something and not just sit at home and watch Netflix or whatever every day, you know. And, you know, people that use their spare time to do something that they love. That's the best kind of people that you can talk with and you can hire. And thank you. And thank you very much for coming. And please tell us how could people find you? How could people, you know, find clearly or connect with you? What are you looking for? Please. I mean, yeah, if you are listening to this and being like, damn, I want to work with this guy or whatever, you can always hit me up on LinkedIn. I, I'm always nice to people unless you're a scammer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then 
you know, find clearly on LinkedIn, Facebook, and go check out our website. And please try our product. Try Clearly Corrected. I feel like a lot of people is like, oh, is it only for dyslexics? I'm like, just try it yourself. Just take some text that you've written and put it into Clearly Corrected and see if it can correct it. And if it can't, please send me the, the text and we'll train it to be better. But I think it's going to do pretty well. Right. <laughs> uh, that, that, that sold me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must try it right now because you challenged me to, fi- to, to break it. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> I, in, in general, if, if some programmers or hackers or whatever are sitting out there and you want to find some holes in our system, we love white-headed, ha- white-headed hackers. You know, j- just don't break anything. But if you find holes in our system... We will we will be so grateful. We Great. love that. Great. And again, thank you very much for coming, Jakob. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having and me. And I hope to have you here maybe in a year with more than a few thousand users and uh, some subscription model. Yeah, of course. We'll see. We'll do that. Yeah. Great. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>